Welcome to Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Christmas time is here. Christmas time is here. Christmas time is here. Is that special time of the year? Welcome to our final episode of the season of Hallmarked Up. We're going to do a little bit of a recap of this year's movies that we reviewed and talk about some of our favorite segments in the show and then maybe do some predictions of what movies we could have in the future. So start, we thought we'd just summarize. We watched nine movies this season, eight Hallmark movies and one non-Hallmark movie. And Which so, is only a fifth of the movies produced by Hallmark. Only a fifth, damn. Yeah. Of the movies produced by Hallmark that were released in November, December 2019. Correct. Damn. So we thought that we would go through and just sort of like rapid fire one line summaries of all of the movies that we, um, that we watched this year. Yeah. So to start out, our first movie was Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses. Interior decorator gets with the wrong guy, and it's her boss. Christmas scavenger hunt. Self-explanatory Hallmark Christmas bingo extravaganza. Picture a perfect Christmas. Hip photographer flees big city and finds love with hometown single dad. Christmas under the stars. Big businessman finds both love and flannel in a Christmas tree lot. A Christmas miracle. A single mother of color relocates in search of love and a Christmas miracle. Our Christmas love song. Apparently country music plus Christmas equals love. Christmas in Rome. Businessman discovers the true meaning of Christmas and the true meaning of Rome. Both are love. A Christmas love story. Hallmark blows the budget. Same time next Christmas. It somehow takes Leah Michelle like five Christmases to choose the hot soulmate. And those friends are the nine titles that we reviewed and rewrote for your pleasure this holiday season. We hope you enjoyed them as much as we did. Time of the year when kids are all smiling from ear to ear. We got turkey in the oven, we got mistletoe, and the big guy singing, Ho, ho, ho. And you may remember our segments of Hallmark Bingo and the hashtag relatable moments. So we thought we'd talk about for the entire season what was the most Hallmark bingo moment. And we actually kind of agreed on this. Yeah, the, the movie A Christmas Scavenger Hunt was essentially all of the Hallmark bingo things you could possibly need in one movie. Like just the concept of it was itself a Hallmark bingo card. So yeah. it's kind of hard to top. Yeah, exactly. So that really took the cake for us. All cheesy moments, all potential icons of Christmas located in one film. Definitely. And you definitely, in addition to all of the individual bingo moments, had the entire plot, which was, of course, like, big city career girl going home to her small town and getting with her flannel clad ex. Very, very simple winner there on the Hallmark Christmas bingo moment of the year. How about the relatable moment of the year, Sarah? What was yours? I think I really liked... In Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses that they had the lead actress ask out a guy. Because, first of all, that doesn't happen ever. In Hallmark, in Hallmark movies. movies. Yeah. 
But it does in real life. But it does in real life. And, of course, what we loved about this was that she asked out the guy she should have been with, but then her boss, like, crashed the date, and then she creepily ended up with her boss, which was so not cool. But... Right, so I, if the rest of the movie had just followed the precedent set by the relatable movement. Yeah, that moment. she could have actually asked out a guy that was better for her yep. and, and ended up with him, but she didn't. Anyway. How um, about you, Mary? So I still think it is that moment from Christmas in Rome where he... I forget their names now. Her name was Angela. His name was... I don't even remember... Oliver. Oliver, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that because we decided that was a very nice name for someone we actually didn't like. Okay. When Oliver tells Angela that he's going to need some help getting around Rome because it's hard getting around Rome, I I feel that in the depth of my soul. To be fair, if you visit Rome, um, most of your average tourist destinations are on the two subway lines, so you're pretty much set. But if you venture from the usual sort of like, you know, Spanish Steps, Vatican Coliseum type route, it is not an easy city to navigate. Exactly. That's a good one, I think. What do you think, we didn't really talk about this before the show, but of the ones we watched, or maybe even ones that you saw that I didn't see, what one do you think was, like, actually worth watching? So, I mean, like, I probably enjoyed Christmas in Rome the most, but that was also kind of like, I enjoyed it as a hate watch, if that makes sense, because, um, you know, I I have a lot of familiarity with uh, with Rome, but also with Italy more generally, and so right. so it's sort of a lot of fun to me to see how it's represented. But I think the one that I actually liked the most is one that we did not review that I actually saw on my own, and it was w- right before, before Christmas. Christmas. Yes, right before Christmas with a W. See, I didn't watch that. I still think I haven't. Well, I'm sure I can find it again if it's not recorded. Yeah, so the concept was that this woman buys these five incredibly precious, adorable Christmas cards, and she's going to send one to her boyfriend each day to help get him in the Christmas spirit because he's a bit of a Scrooge. Um, But then he dumps her, and she decides to write those cards to the five most important people in her life and tell them how special they are to her. And it could have been like... An incredibly dumb concept. I mean, it was kind of an incredibly dumb concept. But <laughs> but what made it better than the others is just that, like, that sort of set into motion, like, five different subplots. And so there was actually enough material to fill the two hours. And so it's not that this was, like, great cinema or anything. It's just that so often this season we ran into the problem of movies where, like, this love story just isn't interesting enough to fill the two hours because there's there's either no significant obstacle to the people getting together or they're just boring people or, like, there's maybe one obstacle and we can already see how it's going to be resolved in a kind of deus ex machina kind of way. Right. And all of those things, like, were true of these individual subplots as well, except that there were, like, five of them. And so each one ended up getting, like, you know, 20 minutes. I don't minutes. think I want to watch it. I'm going to have to try and find it. Right. So when you have five subplots taking up, like, 20 minutes each and coming together at the end, it's kind of like, all right, they managed to entertain me mostly solidly for those two hours. Whereas a lot of these movies, it was, like, a struggle to get to the end. Of course. Of course. I don't honestly don't know what my favorite one would have been this year. I think I watched a couple on Netflix. They had someone with Rob Lowe and Kristen Davis, and they were like Christmas in Africa or some shit like that. Oh, didn't you watch the one on Netflix with the night night with a K? Yes, I okay. did. I mean, it was it was so unrealistic. Like it was kind sure. of like um, enchanted meet a Hallmark movie. But it was... Did I, I liked it. I watched the whole thing. And then I also watched the third 
part of the royal Christmas thing that Netflix did. Now, had you seen parts one and two? I've of the seen royal part Christmas one, thing? but I okay. haven't seen part two. But part two was not necessary. They got married. Like I think that's all you needed. That's to all know. you need to know. Part two, they got married. So part three is the baby. But the thing that I did not like about this movie is that it had a crazy subplot that someone had that like. This other fake country that was supposedly... They are like Eastern European fake country, of course, like as in most of these movies. The, another country that was like fake Asia had like two leaders that came over, two other royalty came over, and they like every hundred years signed this treaty that they will look after each other. And someone has stolen the treaty. <laughs> and that was like a whole other weird subplot that like her having a baby and like... She was trying to change... Did no one, like, the... back up the treaty on the cloud? Well, it, it was a, <laughs> a big, like, piece of paper. Like, a big scroll from, like, thousands of years ago. Yeah, whatever. You can reproduce that. And the king always, <laughs> like, signs it. And she wanted the queens to sign it. And she's, like, American. And she's been there for, like, five fucking seconds. And, you know, whatever. And now we're gonna do it my way. Cause... That's right. Because okay. that's what happened. No, that was... I, I, I think probably... Uh, of the ones we watched, I probably honestly liked Same Time Next Christmas, the one that was not Hallmark the best. But Netflix did keep me entertained with some of their offerings. Oh, and I also told you about um, one that I really liked on Netflix, which was obviously one that they purchased because it was Norwegian about this girl who. It's similar to the plot of Holiday Date, which is one we didn't watch either. Where she has has told all of her family, it was a TV series, that she has a boyfriend now and she's bringing him home for Christmas. And then the t- each episode she like goes on more dates with guys to f- meet him. And I actually quite liked that. It was a cheesy plot of Hallmark, but it was much better done. What was it called? And it, it obviously had a Norwegian name, but... Home for Christmas. That's a Hallmark title if I've ever yeah. heard one. And, and, and the concept was very Hallmark, but... They said fuck in every episode. Like, you know, it was just far better done. It was like a Hallmark Christmas movie, but on an HBO. So should we also talk about our least favorite movies of the season? Ah, yeah. That's going to be potentially easier. I don't know. There's some stiff competition. Yeah, that's true. For me, I think it might have been... The first one we watched, um, Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Ugh, Kisses. It was crazy. Only because the boss crashing the date was so upsetting to me. Well, and it's just so wrong for today time. Like, ugh, that just would not fly. Well, that, and there was, like, absolutely zero chemistry between the two main actors, which is a problem with a lot of Hallmark movies, but it made this one particularly bad because we're supposed to believe that she's, like, dumping the hot Italian doctor because there's no chemistry to get with her boss, with whom she has this irresistible chemistry, but, like, it's obviously not there. Right, right. I think for me, I would say, I mean, although I agree that was a really terrible movie, especially one to watch in October, like, you would try and start off with a really good one to get people excited about watching them. You'd think. But it was not good. I really didn't like A Christmas Miracle because it was, I know you didn't really see it, but it just... One, it had the dumbest title of all time. It really did. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Can we talk a bit about the A Christmas Love Story title? Because that gives it a run for its money. (laughs) uh, As we know. But I think A Christmas Miracle, one, her like concept was that she needed to write this article 
for this magazine and she wasn't even like, she was hired as an executive assistant and then suddenly she was going to like publish the most amazing article of all time about a Christmas miracle. And the Christmas miracles were like not even miracles. They were just like coincidences. Like, I don't know. A Christmas miracle to me is like a Hallmark Hall of Famer where an angel comes and like saves someone's life or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, like it would be far more like that. And this was just like coincidences and the acting was not good and I'm pretty hell-bent that I'm going to watch Christmas at the Plaza because I, I still want to know what that's about. Yeah, I you you've told me that you heard good reviews of that one, so yeah. I'm done with I'm done with Hallmark movies for the season. But you enjoy <laughs> it. I, I hope that you have a good time. Oh, we'll see if I actually get to it. But yeah, yeah, maybe next year. Friends and family gather all around. It's a merry little Christmas in my little town. I wish it could last the whole year through. So another thing that we did is we don't know what next year's Hallmark movies will be, and so we not. can't guess what they'll be about. But we also think that these titles are extremely predictable. So we just, like, came up with five titles of potential Hallmark movies without discussing what we think they'd be about. Just, like, this sounds like a title that Hallmark would use. And decided, we'll make up what those movies would be about. Now, the first title I mentioned, we actually discovered, is already a Hallmark Christmas movie that they've already made, and that was Two Turtle Doves. That was actually this year. That was like, this I'm year. I'm pretty we sure it. I have recorded it, and we just didn't watch it. But we did, in fact, check the internets and make sure that these are not already Hallmark Christmas movies. Some of these titles have been used for other things, but not, not by Hallmark. So let's start with A Christmas for Carol. I would say, personally, that... Carol has got to be some kind of gr- Grinch, Scroogey oh, yeah. character, right? She definitely has a high-powered job, and yeah. she's definitely about to get a promotion. And she just likes to be in her own apartment by herself at Christmas. Yep, yep, or she works through Christmas. Yeah, because she just doesn't, you know, she's far too busy and important. But what do you think is going to be the thing that gets Carol excited about Christmas this year? Well... I think that there will be a Christmas Carol type visitation by ghosts, but I think this will be prompted by her encountering two people. One, the love of her life, and two, a jolly old man who's probably Santa. That's very true. Those would be very good features of the film, of course. So maybe it's a bit past, present, and future. Yeah. There's probably some guy at her work that she didn't notice before. Yeah. Who's like the copy boy or whatever. I don't think he'd be at her work though. I think because we never have women in Hallmark movies getting with men they work with unless they're their bosses. They're never like that getting Christmas with... Miracle had that. Oh, it did. Yeah. They worked together. They okay. Worked I didn't together. see that one. Yeah. 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 All right. So you think it's going to be a guy at her work as well, opposed to someone from outside her work? I think she's probably like some kind of dating freak that's like always looking for lawyers and doctors and really rich guys. And this guy is somebody, like, humble, who she yeah, wouldn't have... who, like, I don't know. He, like, definitely wears a Henley. Or maybe, yes. Like, 11% chance. Maybe he doesn't work chance. in her office, but maybe he's, like, in the building where her office is and another thing or something. Maybe he, yes. like, works for a charity that happens to be in that office. He works for a charity. That's perfect. He works for a charity. He wears a Henley. And he asks for... He asks if she would join him at a Christmas celebration that they're having at, like... 
an orphanage or some shit exactly. like that. And she'll say no, but then she'll be visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. And then in the morning, she'll be like, actually, there's nothing I would rather do. Than come and, to the orphanage. Exactly. And, she and then she'll fall in love. Like, shit loads of presents yep. and stuff. Yep, which she somehow procured on Christmas morning. Oh my god, we have... This is really good. <laughs> This one should be made. I Hallmark, if, if you're listening and you use this, we we, we expect a phone call. That's right. Um, we, we can we can discuss terms. We're willing to discuss the 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 our rights fees for um for this one, but uh, a Christmas for Carol, I actually think that would be really kind of good. Yeah, this would be a not bad Hallmark movie. I think it would satisfy a, a lot of, of viewers. All right, so another movie we came up with, Christmas in Paris. Now this one obviously inspired by Christmas in Rome. We discovered does exist as a movie that was made this year, but not by Hallmark. Yeah. It was based on a Harlequin romance novel, but we didn't see it. So we're going to make up what we think it would be about if Hallmark made it. That's right. So obviously they're in Paris or maybe they are planning a trip. I don't know. Maybe they get like diverted to Paris by accident. Oh, that'd be good. And I think it's very important. Um, neither of them are French. No, totally. Just how like, and they would don't know any French either. I they don't know any French. Just how like no one in Christmas in Rome was Italian except for like the one guy, and he um, barely spoke Italian in the entire film. Right, like no one in this movie is French. I th- I like the idea that they get diverted to Paris. They're both like maybe they're like on their way to Norway to see the Northern Lights or something. Okay, no, she was on her way to Norway to see the Northern Lights with you know her dad or something, um, or her boyfriend. It, Oh, or her boyfriend. Shit. Okay, so she was going to meet her fiancé to see the Northern Lights in Norway, and the fiancé wasn't really into it. He, on the other hand... he's a very busy working man. Yes, exactly. He, on the other hand, was on a business trip, and he was going to spend Christmas in, like, London on business or something like that. But they end up getting diverted to Paris, and they're stuck there, and they have to spend a few days there... And they end up, like, serendipitously getting assigned hotel rooms, like, right next to each other or something. And they run and into they each other. they don't like each other at first. They don't like each other at first, but they keep running into each other at, like, breakfast or whatever. But there's this strange attraction. And, like, eventually they end up on top of the Eiffel Tower together. And, like... Probably just randomly. Like... Probably just randomly. Like, they didn't plan that together. And anyways, so, of course, they're going to kiss and fall in love. And then maybe they will go to Norway and see the Northern Lights together that's right and like screw her boyfriend well of course this is hallmark so there will have to be an amicable breakup with her boyfriend so at some point she'll have to have received Maybe a call he has met a girl in london yeah and so um anyways so so that's christmas in paris that would be good too that would like not that be one. bad seasons meetings oh wow i like honestly can't believe i i came up with this one and sarah searched for it and i was actually shocked that Hallmark hasn't made a movie with this title yet. Well, it, I have to admit, it is reminding me, and I know that I only just showed it to you not that long ago, of the SNL, uh, Shreddy Balls. His bakery is called Seasons Eatings. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. So, so it's very, it's making me think of Shreddy Balls, like, quite a lot. But um, I... There's a sentence you don't utter every day. <laughs> that's right. Seasons Meetings. Uh, maybe this is about, like... A matchmaker. Well, I thought about that too, which is how I thought of that other movie title. But I also wondered if it's like about some kind of like corporate meetings. Oh shit. And it can be a play. It can be a play on meetings because there can be like corporate meetings, but then also like romantic meetings. Yeah. So like maybe someone has to do some kind of web conferencing over the holidays and ends up like web conferencing some guy or like is hosting a big meeting. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's. Some kind of corporate thing. Oh my gosh. No, I got it. She's 
she's you, she's an event planner. And she's planning this corporate, like, conference. Yes. That over the holidays. Over the holidays. I don't know if it's either, like, right before Christmas or right after Christmas or whatever, but she's planning this series of meetings at a big fancy hotel, like, right before or right after Christmas. And she is going to meet who? Probably, uh, she thinks she's going to meet some, like, like she sets herself up to meet this very single, rich executive. But you know who it's going to be instead? It's going to be the hotel chef. Ah, and then they can have seasoned eggs on Shrewsbury. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> we got it. We got it. <laughs> oh my god, I want to see that one too. All right, so she ends up with the chef, and they live happily ever after and eat delicious food. Forever. And then he, she comes and works at his hotel. And she comes and works at his hotel, and um, as you know, like manager of something or other, yeah, and like everybody's planning happy. more meetings because her meeting was the best one ever planned. Absolutely. Then this, me coming up with Seasons Meetings led to Sarah suggesting Tinder all the way. This, I can't believe is not a title. However, I do. It, it would be a major, They like, probably would get upset unless they, like, got a massive taking from it. Yeah, it'd be definitely, like, illegal for Hallmark to use this title. But we're going to pretend it wouldn't be and they could use it anyways. De- it's definitely about Tinder and yeah. people using Tinder. And I don't know. What do you think happens in Tinder all the way? Maybe she, like, sets herself a goal that, like, by Christmas... She will meet the guy of her dreams on Tinder. And then she meets him off Tinder. I think... I think Maybe. I think she goes to one of her Tinder dates and ends up meeting the wrong guy. Oh, yes. Because he's like, are you Jeff? She's like, are you Jeff? And yeah, like, he I happens to be Jeff, Jeff because like half of America's bar. white men are named Jeff. Yeah. And so like... And then she thinks that Jeff is like a doctor, but... All these ones that this is, this is but it turns thing. out he runs his dad's Christmas tree farm. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, because obviously he does. And then, yeah, so she, she thinks that she's met this guy on Tinder, and then when she finds out he's not a doctor, like she's going to think that he was like lying to her. Well, but actually, this is a bit hard because on Tinder, technically, you could see their photos, so this oh, guy sure. would have to have looked very similar to the original Jeff, yeah. Well, but I mean, don't so. Confession, I haven't been single since before Tinder was a thing, so I'm not entirely sure how this works. But don't some people use kind of like vague photos? Like you have like your well, picture you profile have, like, or like, you know. Lots of guys use like group photos, which I actually find uh, quite annoying. Because you're like, which one is you? Yeah. So maybe Jeff has like, or ma- oh, maybe Jeff has a twin. Well, but then he wouldn't he answer would to the name Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it'd be if, really weird to name both your kids Even if the friend Jeff. was in the photos that, with the same name, that would be too weird, too. No, I think maybe he just... She wasn't sure about him. Like, the profile sounded great, but his picture was a little bit, like, obscured. Like, he kind of had, like, his hair in his face, or he was, like, looking off to the side or something. Yeah, something to make him not quite identify. And towards the end, she'll realize... And, and they're in the dark bar yeah. as well. Right. And so, like... And they, like, really hit it off... And then, you know, like, they she's start gonna going She's going to have out. to get a message from the real Jeff at some point. And at some point, like... she's going to get a message from the real Jeff. And she's going to think that he's been, like, lying to her. And actually, he hasn't been lying to her. He just thought that he serendipitously met yeah. this woman. Um, and they go on these amazing, like, Christmas dates and having to have just, like... like yeah. Maybe this Jeff, like, who she, she meets randomly in a bar, like plans, like, 12 dates of Christmas. The 12 dates of Christmas. Oh, my God. That's definitely... That's another title. That for is another, another guy. title. That is another title. Let's see. The Twelve Dates of Christmas. So this it's movie gotta is be. Guy. And if not, like it's gonna happen next year. Oh, this is the one with Zach from 
Saved by the Bell. What? There's a Hallmark it, movie with Zach from Saved by the Bell? So, no. This was on, like... I don't know. Hold on. Let me see this. A different network. I'm trying to see who produced it. It was actually quite good. So... Let me see the the poster. Plot. I would never have recognized him as Zach. So and, and it is a blind date, but then she wakes up and does it over and over and over again. Oh, shit. And then the girl was on Felicity, who's the girl in there, too. Yeah, that it is it is Zach from Mark Paul Gosselaar. Then there's one, though, I have to admit, that says it's a TV movie and it's in development. So if we have actually, like, created a title that Hallmark is going to produce next year... Oh, shit. That would be really amazing. That is really funny. It's not... Because it's, like, in development, I don't have enough IMDb coverage to see who's actually producing it. That doesn't look like a... What I see of the poster so far, though, doesn't look like Hallmark. It's not their aesthetic. It's it's too, like, cutesy. It could be Netflix or... It's too cutesy and not schmaltzy enough, if that makes sense. They have, like, you know, Lifetime makes them and Freedom makes them and... But let me see... So the Mark Paul Gosselaar one was on ABC Family. Oh. And they got sued for it. What? Why? Was ripped off from a project called I Hate Christmas. (laughs) Wow. The project described as a girl's version of Groundhog Day. Did Did they make I Hate Christmas? This is crazy now. I mean... Confession, I haven't seen Groundhog Day, but was it so gender specific <gasps> oh that there needed to be a girl's it's version? It's so good. It's so good. I just um, know, true story, I haven't seen it, even though my college philosophy professor wanted everybody to watch it because he thought it was about Plato or some shit. But I, I should see it eventually. Yeah, it, it, it is good. Merry little Christmas to you too. Christmas time is here. Christmas time is here. All right, and so the final hypothetical Hallmark title we came up with was Holly and Ivy. Now, um, there has not yet been a a Hallmark Christmas movie by this name. There are, in fact, old movies called The Holly and The Ivy. Of course. Um, Presumably after the song, which is, of course, where we got it to. But this movie would just be called Holly and Ivy. So, who are Holly and Ivy? Do you think they're they're twins? Are they sisters? Are they... I think they could be definitely either one of those. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's say they're twins just because, like... Oh my gosh, so we already had one of the sister-sister ladies in a movie this year. Let's have Holly and Ivy played by both sister-sister ladies. Yeah, yeah, let's make it happen. All right, that sounds good. So Tia and Tamara, who presumably are have different... Of course they have different names. Their different names are Holly and Ivy. So they're Holly and Ivy. And um, this will have one of the strengths of Right Before Christmas in that it will have more than one plot, which will help us to fill two oh, hours because they each have to have a love story. Yep. Oh yeah, they will. Um, and I would like to see them not date black guys. Oh, so like interracial relationships, with which is something that like never happens in Hallmark movies? Correct. Okay, correct. sure. It was done quite well with Same Time Next Christmas on ABC, but um, I-, I would like to see Hallmark branch out a bit, especially after they're sort of Yeah, because so far, like, this year. yeah, this year there were very few movies featuring protagonists of color, and they were always, uh, and they, were, they were never in interracial relationships. Yeah. Okay, so Holly and Ivy are both going to fall in love. Let's say Holly is super into Christmas and Ivy is not super into Christmas. 
Ivy has been, like, burned in the past. Maybe, like, last Christmas her fiancé dumped her or something like that. Oh, yeah, so there's, like, bad memories of Christmas. Right, and so Holly's trying to get her, like, back into Christmas and, like, take her to do all these Christmas things. In the process of which, she introduces her to a young man who will be very attractive and will immediately be into Ivy, but Ivy kind of resists because she's not sure if she's ready for love again, but of course in the end she'll fall in love. Meanwhile, Holly will meet someone else quite accidentally. Who will that be? I don't know. I feel, I, for some reason, I feel like this movie needs to have some kind of like, and maybe T and Tamara are not the right people for this, but like, I feel like- I don't know. I just thought twins. Them, <laughs> no, I know. And they're good. But like, I feel like there needs to be some kind of musician thing in this movie. And I don't- Oh, know. yeah. Well, okay. So Holly can fall in love with a musician. Yeah. That's right. how we can do this. So Holly, in the course of trying to introduce Ivy to both Christmas and love, will meet a, a single attractive- choir director or no they did no i think he plays the piano so they can play the holly and the ivy song okay he'll be a pianist and like i don't know maybe t and tamara can sing i don't know that they can't that's true i shouldn't rule them out yeah and so a pianist is a church pianist yes gosh hallmark loves churchy stuff hallmark loves church related love stories all right so he's the church pianist who's like you know, working on the Christmas pageant that they go to a rehearsal for in an attempt to get into the holiday spirit. And Holly is at first so preoccupied with making Ivy love Christmas and find love that she forgets to love Christmas and find love herself. herself. And that's what her pianist will show her how to do. Aw, that's, that's great. And they both, no ma- well, I guess the ultimate thing is no matter what movies they come out with, we, we don't know, know one what thing they for sure. call what they will be called. We don't know what exactly will happen. The one thing we know for sure, they, they will, will fall, fall in love. love. So this is it for our season. Yes. We might. We hope to be back next year. We might be back if we see a particularly like special or particularly awful looking Hallmark movie between now and next October. We might come back for a special episode or two. But for the most part, we're ready to take well, a break. Yeah, we need to get back to real life a bit. Um, and step away from this lifestyle. However, but, you know, they're, 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 I do know they do some Christmas in July. I don't think they do any new ones mm. then, however. But they, they do do some summer weddings ones, some um, like Valentine oh, ones, sure there's, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, you know, if, if there's any particularly good titles, we, we might do a special one-off release episode. But But I do also want to, if I may make a plug... Doing this podcast has inspired me to do something that I have been threatening to do for years and only realized realized in the etymological sense of Madriel this week, which is I start a blog and it's about books. So if you enjoy listening to me talk shit about Hallmark movies, you As know, we know you do. Right. Maybe you would enjoy listening to me talk lit. That's right. And Mary, so Mary's super into all kinds of books. We actually know each other through a book club. That's right. We we do, we do have a book club together. In fact, we're just about to go meet some of them to watch Little Women. But anyways, if you're interested in checking out my blog, it's called Talking Lit with Aunt Mary. And you can find it at talkinglitwithauntmary.blogspot.com. Or you can also find me on Facebook at Talking Lit with Aunt Mary. Cool. All right. Well, we hope you all had a happy Christmas and a Merry New Year. I have to admit, I should mention, I'm very disappointed, Hallmark, that you did not release a New Year's resolution because we were oh, going yeah, we were to gonna do a New Year's episode and have and... a New Year's episode. But for some reason, it was pulled. And in fact, someone commented on our Instagram feed that the guy who starred in it had 
posted on his Instagram feed why they pulled it. What was it? Um, Kevin Duda. Oh my god, that's an awful name for an actor. Okay, he says, Thanks for your note. I'm not really sure what happened, but the network decided not to air the movie at this time. I hope they change their mind in the future because it is a beautiful movie with amazing act- beautiful movie with amazing actors. Fingers crossed. Wow, I'm really speculating, like, what... I know, I was too. I was really interested. And the miraculous duo of... The miraculous duo of Amy Teagarden and Michael Rady sparkles on the screen. So I don't know if they're, like... I don't know who... I don't know who Kevin Duda, Duda is. Producer from the Hallmark Channel. Wait, the producer commented that he doesn't know why they why pulled they it. Why they pulled it. Correct. I think that means he definitely does know why they pull oh, it and he's and not allowed to say. this guy was originally in the Book of Mormon cast. Oh, shit. So he's legit dude. Do you think maybe that and means this is like edgier? Two, two total doves, according to oh, his wow. Instagram feed. Man, I wonder if this was like too edgy for Hallmark. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not really sure. That's interesting. I wonder if it included like an extremely minor character at some point like expressing a non-heterosexual orientation and then after the the um incident after the whole advertising he did have a movie in june called in the key of love okay but um i don't know so we did plan to close out the year a bit with the new year's resolution movie but obviously since they didn't air it we were not able to do that so hallmark it's your fault and everything is ruined that's right but i think we have recapped this season particularly well we're looking forward to next season and maybe one of our five titles will be chosen maybe hallmark i hope you're listening happy new year happy new year christmas time is here now it's time to go to Sugar plums dance around in your head. The kids are up early and look at them glow. Cause Santa Claus came. Ho, ho, ho. My friends and family gather all around. It's a merry little Christmas in my little town. I wish it could last the whole year through. So merry little Christmas. You can find Hallmarked Up all over the internet at www.hallmarkedup.com, on Facebook at Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah, on Instagram at Hallmarked Up. And don't forget to look for our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.